the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I have a pretty cool story to share this morning, and I've titled today's episode, How Is Your Focus? So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I have a long withstanding coaching program that I'm in, and in it, my coach was sharing a story about his son, and his son, I believe, is nine or 10 years old, and he's been going online to some remote classes on how to learn how to play chess. And he's been doing this for quite a while now that he has gone on to play, um, I don't know what the rankings are for children in chess, but he's now doing it more than just online, let's say. And you can see the way his dad just beams with pride talking about the progress and the learning structure of his son. And evidently there's a master chess class It seems more like a course that you could take with a live instructor. And the way that it was described, my understanding of it is that you try to play against this master chess player who's your instructor at the same time that all the other students are also trying to play against him. So I would imagine that your screen looks different than my screen if we're both trying to play against him, but we all see what his moves are and then he sees what our moves are and then he's playing against us all. And you, the class is so big that it's not as though all of us are doing it at the same time. You have to be chosen to be able to play this, this mass, this master chess player. And my coach was in his study and he's doing his own work. And he knows that his son has been wanting so badly to get the opportunity to play against this master chess player. And you can imagine those classes that you've had where you feel very strongly and positively about the instructor or the teacher and you want to be called upon or you want to be the one to help them. Remember that where you Mm -hmm. would be like the teacher's helper and how much pride you felt in that moment. It It was just, it was different, right? It felt different. And I would imagine that's the same thing that he wanted. He wanted to have that, that kind of relationship building and that pride that comes with having the opportunity, which I think is, failing us in our school system nowadays. I've I've never thought about that aspect of our childhood until just now, and it might be because it's dwindling down, I think. And so my my coach is sitting there in his study, and all of a sudden his son comes running into the class, or I'm running into his office, and he says, Dad, I finally got to play him. I finally got to play him. I didn't win, Dad, but I finally got to play him. And if I were ever a parent, I think I would want to be apparent just as the way that my coach is to his son, because instead of just congratulating him and turning his back, he looks at elements of life like this with his son's development as a moment of growth and opportunity to continue to learn on whatever it is that's important to his son in that moment. So he tells his son, like, that's great. That's great. And of of course you didn't, you didn't win him, son. Like there was so much going on in the class. And he could tell that his son didn't really understand exactly what he was saying. So he says, come with me. And they go into the kitchen and my coach takes out two bowls from the pantry and he sets them on the counter. And he was looking for like dried beans, but they didn't have any dried beans. And the closest thing that he could find was a bag of coffee beans. 
So in one of the bowls, he takes all the coffee beans and he dumps it out into the bowl. And he says, now, son, this right here is your brain. And when you're focusing on just one thing, this is what your brain looks like. And this is all the power that your brain has to be able to do that one thing. And he says, see this? And he grabs a handful of the beans and he puts them in the second bowl. When you're trying to divide your attention, so for you, it was playing the teacher, you hear all the other students talking, you can see other boards of chess going on, you're already excited and kind of nervous because this is the first time that you're playing chess with the master chess player, your attention starts to be divided. You see how some of your brain is over here in this bowl now? And the more and more distractions that you have, maybe you start to become more nervous, he grabs a handful of the beans, puts it in the other bowl, Your attention gets divided. And of course, he's alluding to the fact that when we're trying to focus on more than just one thing at a time, we're not going to be able to give everything that we have because our attention is divided. And I thought that was such a beautiful metaphor. And what my coach didn't understand that I saw on the back end of that was that my coach himself was stopping everything in his world in order to focus on just this one moment with his son. Like who... Who would think to go to the kitchen and to have that kind of a demonstration if not somebody who is completely in the moment? And Clint, you and I know this from our coaching training that if you truly understand the process and what it takes to allow your subconscious and your conscious mind to completely play pause, and I'm saying play pause because we are constantly wanting to think about the past or think about the the future. But if you understand what it takes to be able to just focus on the present moment These types of beautiful, divine, creative ideas just come to you so naturally in the moment that it doesn't require that kind of effort. And what an amazing talent to be able to showcase to your child, especially in an opportunity like this, where imagine that boy's emotions, he's genuinely excited. That's going to be something that is instilled in him that he'll remember for the rest of his life. And not only that, it, it's going to come back to where, say, he has that opportunity to play against the master again. He's going to remember that lesson, and he's going to bring bring it down to where he's not. He has that excitement, but he's going to say, "Okay, now I want to win," and he's going to be only focused on not the chatter not everything else that's going on. He's going to use all the power that he has within his brain to try to outdo the master, which is, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was such a sweet story. And although it might seem minor and we're talking about a child, this is something that we can apply to all of our lives because it is becoming increasingly more difficult for us to have improved focus, for us to be disciplined in the sense that we're able to have just us and whatever it is that we're focusing on. I have been scrutinized by many individuals who deem it necessary to, to what's the nicest way I can put this, to bash me, we'll say it that way, for not responding to their text message or their phone call or their message on whatever social media platform, their email or whatever way they're trying to get a hold of me because I'm not buying my phone 24-7. And we've talked about this in length a great deal before. But when I'm working, when I'm focusing on something, I don't have the television on. If the dogs aren't sleeping, I'll come upstairs and I'm completely away from the dogs. I don't have my phone even near me most of the time. And if I do, it's, it's tucked away somewhere because I don't even want to be able to see my phone. I never have notifications on. 
if it was that important, I know that somebody would be banging on my front door. Yeah. And, and you got to shut off those outside distractions, especially when it's something that you want to kind of dial in and, and focus on. And, and like for me, and, and I always bring in to like work, like I do some of my things when I know I need to really focus in on something, I need to, I have this technique. I put my headphones on, I turn the light off in my office and I shut my door. And that starts getting me into the mindset of focus. But the reality is, is that actually has a complete opposite effect because then now everybody in the world wants to come knocking on my door, come see what's happening. They will not leave me alone at that point. So I turn the light off because it just, it eliminates all the extra luminescent lightings and stuff. And it just makes it easier to look at my screens and, and do that. So I've started leaving my door open with my light off and my headphones in and people leave me alone. Like it's such, it's so crazy how much of a difference just having a door opened or closed is. Yeah. And curiosity is a silly thing. It is. (laughs) So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. I hope you realize which bowl you are dividing or dedicating your coffee beans to today and every day moving forward And I hope that you realize that there are an incredible amount of tactics, but the ones that are important are the ones that you know that you can do habitually, and that will completely change your productivity, and it might just allow you a little bit more time every day. If you have gotten any value, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.